Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. I'm TJ Majors. This is Brent Griffin. Get ready. Be ready. Be ready. Give me what you got here. New leader. Oh, watch out for this guy. White flag. Break high. Hello. Hello. Clear. Bring home. Three wide. Come to the line. Door. Clear. Hey everybody, I am TJ Majors, continuing continuing the streak of attendance. <laughs> TJ Majors, the feature winner last night. Yeah. Last well, the Red night. Sox also won last night, too. Oh. That's not a feature, really. Congratulations on the big dub, man. That's a big deal. It is a big deal. Now we get to uh, focus on Homestead, really. Do you get a clock? I hope. That'd be nice. I, I mean, got a clock. I have... I gave... Um, I gave the other one that I have to my parents. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I gave it to them for Christmas. They um, deserve something for having to raise your ass. So <laughs> yeah, that, what, that's what a good your, thing. Clock, what so. do your parents get? <laughs> Mike Davis is in the house. Whoa. Wow. He only comes in here when we're one in of trouble. us win. If, if TJ trouble. wins, he comes. If I win, Oh, he's I'm not even here. He's here to get something. <laughs> oh. Well, it's good well, to see you, Mike. just kidding. I'm Brett Griffin, spotter, Clint Boyer, Elliot Sadler, Mike Snyder, who ran third in his old truck race this weekend. Casey's in the house. With Lola. Layla. Layla's in the house. Lola. Jimmy's <laughs> got a teacher work day today, so she wanted to come to the podcast. I'm like, why do you want to go to these podcasts? They're boring. She's like, no, they're not. They're fun. <laughs> Y'all are fun people. <laughs> they're fun, <laughs> unless you know what he talks about. Yeah, well, she... She lives with me. This is, this is accurate. Yeah. So she's fully. A- my children um, are raised in the real world. So, do you have any good stories about your dad? <laughs> Why don't you tell them about last night's story? What? Mm. Yeah. So I'm at the racetrack, and I get notified the most horrifying news <laughs> a dad can ever be told to have a sixth grade daughter. Jovi has a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I, I vomited right on spot. I literally A boyfriend. Yeah. So what's his name? What's his name? Andrew. Andrew. I vomited yeah. right before the race. What no, you didn't use uh-huh. You're what the heck? What's wrong what with that? Heck? She's a girl. She's gonna have a boyfriend soon. No, it's just it's, it's not time. Yeah, okay. I, uh, so, so it's so, so I got home last night and I laid down all the rules. Yeah. No texting boys I've ever. Already, uh, I've already had to do this. About a month ago, Madeline's like, Dad, uh, just so you know, I got a boyfriend. I'm like, <laughs> she's in second grade. And I'm like, uh, no. She's like, I-, I do. And you can't do anything about it. I'm like, what? It's like, yeah, I got a boyfriend. What's his name? Maddox. All right, Maddox. We're going to have a little talk. 
So I go to school to pick Malin up. I walk oh, no. into the I walk into the classroom. This little boy comes up to me and says, "Excuse me, sir. Do you have any? Do you know where any paper is?" I'm like, "Kind of so your classroom. You know where the paper is? I don't know." And he runs off. I'm like, "Okay, whoever that kid was, whatever." And uh, like um, 30 seconds later, this kid comes back with this number on it. Says, "This is my mom's number." And Kate, you know, I, I want to have a play date with Madeline. And this other boy next to him goes. Oh, Maddox has a crush on Madeline. That's a, and I'm like, oh, you're Maddox, uh, and now you're. He's literally folded he's the paper to get up. up. A date. <laughs> he folded the paper up and put it in Madeline's backpack. He's like, this is my mom's number. I'm At like, least he asked for, asked for permission. Guys are terrible. Boys are terrible. Well, you're a guy, so I know. I, I, I realize that. Oh my god, I'm endorsing the statement. So Andrew, hmm. <laughs> what's he want to do? What do you mean? What's he not going to do anything? That's what he <laughs> wants to do. What's he want to do in life? What's, what's his he, career path? What's he like? So this is how it happens. I don't so, know. So Bodie, my, my six-year-old, we went to a lacrosse game last year, and this kid named Andrew Thompson literally was spending a ton of time with Bodie, throwing the football. You know, and How old are you, 12, 11? I'll be 12. Should be 12. So he let's just say this kid's 12. So Bodie's six, so he's half his age. So I come home, and I was like, you know, Claudia, this little kid named Andrew, and he lives in our neighborhood. I was like, man, he was so nice. To Bodie, like it was so great to see an older kid take time to spend time with a younger kid because a lot of these older kids now don't do that. We did that growing up, but we weren't staring at our phone all day. So then months and months and months later, here we are. The irony of me giving this kid a compliment and now he's my sixth grader's freaking boyfriend. It's probably your future well, son-in-law. Not, we're not going to do anything. So I know. That's exactly <laughs> right. We, I only we, see him at school for like 30 minutes. That's it. Yeah. So how did he ask you to be his girlfriend? Yeah, how does this work now? On the way back from lunch. That oh. was it. Oh, the what lunch. Did you say, the lun- you after be, lunch asked. Did you, will you be my girlfriend? Yeah, and I said, wow. yeah. Things I are didn't so say simple yes. these days. I said, yeah. That was very nice. Keep it cool. Yeah. I didn't say <laughs> yes. Cause that's that's awfully brave on his part. Yeah, I give him props. I give him yeah. props for that, too, which makes yeah. me even more pissed off. So <laughs> let's move on. My blood pressure's going up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. Um... Martinsville, what do you guys think of it? TJ? <laughs> yeah, I like it. I'm not <laughs> complaining. I'm not, Martinsville's been good to this room this year. It yeah. has the MVP, regardless, for me, and I want to hear TJ's comments about this. Holy cow, your pit crew. Yeah, pit crew, pit stall, right wow. out, straight out. Pit crew was really good. What pit stall do you have? Four. Man, I'm telling you, I, you guys would come in. I think you came in the first stop like seventh or and something. And went out second. And went out second. Yeah. And I was like, holy cow. I I was blown away at how much your pit crew just came through every stop. Yeah, they didn't have any. Um, we had no hiccups on pit road. We made it out. Um, we didn't have to go all the way to the wall. So we were basically shorting that corner. So it was way better. I uh, had opening in, opening out. So basically we could go straight out almost and – it was really good. I didn't think Joey had the best car all day. There were certainly parts of the race where I thought he did. Yeah, the, the middle end, part of the race, I think we had the best car yeah, from yeah. from one thirty to you know maybe one hundred to one to four hundred really to hundred to go. I agree with that. Yeah, hundred to go. And then it looked like the two came on, the seventy eight came yeah. on, the eleven had spurts of it, but it didn't matter because every freaking pit stop, guess who got the lead? Yeah, and we were you. we were really fast in a short run. And uh, the two and the 78 were definitely got a little bit better at the end. I think we were a third or fourth place car, which if it came down to that, that's I was going to be happy with our day. We had a solid points day. Um, that's 
uh, you know, all you can really ask when you go to Marzo because you don't know what's going to happen there. You don't. And, and it, for me, it wasn't a wreck fest, which is cool for people who actually appreciate racing. We had some really good racing to finish stages. Yeah. Guys were side by side. They were beating and banging. They Lap were cars they were right in the middle of it all. Lap cars were in the way, man. Yeah. It was uh, one of the better races. Now, I mean, obviously, crashes are exciting. I get that part of it for fans. But one of the better overall races, definitely the best weather we've had recently at Marzo. Yeah, it was good. And that being a nice day. I mean, a little bit cool, but then the what people don't know is there was a chance of um, rain. Rain was moving into the area, and it was kind of hit or miss whether it was going to hit. And if it did hit, it probably wasn't going to end the race, but we were going to sit there for a little while. Yeah. You um, could see it off turn four. Like, you could definitely through. see the rain. When the rainbow came. I did see scenic. the rainbow in my drive. Double rainbow. Yep. <laughs> very scenic. It's very, very romantic, Jason. <laughs> Thanks. Did you take pictures? You did take a picture. Of course. Everyone was yeah. taking pictures. Literally, like, everyone, as soon as they saw it, and That's people cute. were pointing up there, people started. Not, every, not everyone. Literally, I have to Did you selfie with it? Pictures of it. Not everyone. Did you, you selfie with it? No. It's very hard no. to selfie with it. I wasn't in a mood for a rainbow at mm-hmm. that point. I heard you were hungry on the radio. I was starving, dude. Man, you know, it's kind of a weird start time. It's a 2.45 mm, it start, and I ate lunch at 12, like most human beings. And by the time 6.30, 7 o'clock rolled around or whatever yeah. time was, I was absolutely starving. Yeah, I was pretty hungry, too. Yeah, and our food truck yesterday had a lot of different stuff that I didn't want to eat. <laughs> so I, yeah. didn't, I didn't load up for lunch either like normal. I, I thought the racing there was good, though. There was a lot of... It was hard. To, it's hard to pass at a short track, and then people get a little frustrated, and they start bumping the guy a little bit. I saw a little bit of that. I saw Clint have an exciting moment with Blaney there in the beginning, yeah. or at some point near the beginning of the race. Yeah, that was pretty early. Yeah. That might have been the only exciting thing that happened. Well, I'll tell you what was cool for me, man. I don't ever recall going to a Martinsville race and seeing the guys run some of the lanes they were running. Eric Amarola was entering – you know, kind of like in the middle, staying in the middle. And then on the exit, he was sliding all the way up to Carwitz and then just hammering the throttle. So I, the way the rubber laid down and, the, and a lot of guys were able to run a lot of different lines, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, we moved around quite a bit. And it was weird how it would move, too. You could get up high off a of four and, and run that grip. Or you could – some guys were still able to make the bottom work really well. Like the 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 real short tracker guys were still able to – to get down there and make it work. Some guys would drive in low, let the left front slide up and hook that hook the, the rubber where it laid down and turn back off the corner. Um, there was a lot of different – and it made it hard to pass too. Yeah. Like guys that got up there weren't just done. You know, they could make something happen still. So I thought that was good. It was a, a kind of like a multi-groove Martinsville. As a team, you guys are going to go to the next two races and try to win again. I get that. But as a spotter between now and Homestead, there's really nothing else left for you to learn. I mean, you're going to go to Texas and do your job. You're going to go to Phoenix and do your job. But there's not anything you're going to learn between now and then. So, what, I mean, like, what is your mindset going into these next two? Uh, I mean, obviously, the you know, the pressure's off. Like, the you can afford to have something happen and not have to panic about it. You can – you're not worried. You, honestly, you can you can probably put the pressure on some other people to, to you know, look, this guy's got nothing to lose right here. Do I let him go? Do do you? And it could put us in a better spot to, to um, you know, to get another win. So yeah. And uh, but it definitely, it was going to be a tough a tough few races for us point wise. And I think we could have been right there. I think I think it's I think it's going to be a really close race for that fourth spot. Yeah. I, I I don't think the guy fourth in points gets in. I don't think I think the guy fourth in points 
is going to be out because I think somebody going to win. I just, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. That's the beauty of it. We'll see. Still yeah. got to play out. A lot's, a, we've had a lot of, you know, I'm not saying, you know, people didn't think we would run good, but we've had kind of some surprise winners, um, you know, show up here and um, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Congratulations. Good times. Yeah. Oh, do we have to talk about the bump and run now? <laughs> I'm sure we will. Yep. <laughs> spot on, spot off. First one, Logano's bump and run on Truex to win in advance to Miami. I'm going to give this one to you, TJ. I mean, you know my answer. <laughs> I mean, it, it. honestly, you know, there's you don't ever want to be on the other, the receiving end of that. You, it's not it's not fun. Um but you got to also look at the other side of it. You know, I'm not, I'm not, Martin's probably one of the cleanest, top three cleanest drivers that I've ever seen on the racetrack. He's very, a very clean driver. Um, you know, it, but you got to look at what the, does Martin go in there and maybe bump us in the middle of three and four? I, I, I would fully expect him to. And I'm not saying he needs to go down there and wreck people or wreck whoever's in front of him, but when you're racing for a spot to race for the championship and you're not guaranteed in and you know it's going to be a battle the next two races if you don't win that race you have to take the opportunity you know and i'm fine with i'm fine with rubbing and, and stuff like that if you get on there and just wreck the guy I'm, I'm not a huge fan of that um but i think um i think you got to look at what's at stake here i mean you, you want to go race for a championship and it was going to be it's going to be hard racing where we were at to get into that final four like you said that fourth spot with the buffer some of them guys already had, it was we. It's like five guys, four guys racing for five guys racing for one spot. So, um, you know, I, I'm I'm okay with it. I thought it was a great finish. I think I think Joey did it as hard as he needed to do it, um, and as you know, light as you could have done without wrecking somebody. I mean, it, he we barely had enough room to get inside of him, and that's all you really need to do. Um, and it, honestly, I wasn't even sure we were going to win off the corner yet. We were side by side. Well, the 78 started spinning his tires, I think, and that's what gave us a little bit of a run um, to get by him. And the 11 almost won that race because we were both spinning our tires going to the line. Um, so, I, I mean, it was a great, exciting finish either way. No matter, no matter what cars were involved, I think it was an exciting finish, and that's what short track racing is to me. Spot off for Martin Truex's decision mm -hmm. to pass Joey Logano. You know, Martin caught Joey back in the day, man, when you were running the plate races and the shotgun was in effect. You didn't want to be leading coming no. to the checker flag. You wanted to be running second because that guy could shotgun the leader, take the lead and win the race. And as we were watching this thing play out, it was really hard for me to spot. I'm getting I'm getting ready to admit that because I watched the race for the lead. The crew chief texted me today and said, hey, what did we hit with our right front? And I was like, I don't know. I didn't see it. I was watching the race for the lead. So literally... I see Martin catch Logano, and then I see him get under him. And he gets under him, he gets under him, and then he gets back in line. And this is with five to go. Then he does it with four to go. He moves him up in one and two, gets under him with three to go. And I'm like, the best place for Martin to be right now is second place. On the last lap, the last corner, you get aggressive, you move him, you win the race. Martin took the lead coming to the white, and I was like, uh, he took the lead off of two. Off of two. And I'm like, I think he's in trouble. I think he didn't really want the lead as bad as he thinks he does. And then I'm in my mind, I'm like, he's going to go into three. He's going to have to really break check him. Hope Logano doesn't wreck him because now you're not playing defense. You're literally at the mercy of the guy behind you who is in a must win situation because, as TJ said, 
points are probably not going to be enough to get you in potentially. So so now you're watching this thing play out, and sure as the world, Logano moves him. You know, to me, I mean, dude, how can you not say Joey did the right thing? I know Martin's mad. I'd be mad. I think the you know TJ and Martin are buddies. I'm, I'm, have you talked to him yet? I haven't talked to him. Have you text him? No. I mean, I. I what, are gonna, been, what are you going to say when you talk to him? I don't know. I mean, I. I would expect the same thing from him. I would have expected it. Like, and I'm not saying I'd be happy about it, but uh, man, I know what we're all racing for. When you saw that that he cleared you going down that back stretch. Did you think, all right, Joey, you got to do it right here? Like, or did you say anything? I didn't say anything. No. I mean, I, Joey knows what's at stake, and yeah. and we've, you know, we raced all day like that. We tried to make it as hard as we could. We were racing hard for one point at certain in times of that race. Like, you kind of got to us one time, yeah, couldn't yeah. quite get around us, and then we ended up get, we ended up finding a little speed and driving back away. But you're racing for you're, one point right now is huge, huge, and. A race wins even bigger than that. And if you can put yourself, if you're in position with one corner left to win that race and you don't completely destroy the other guy, Martin got second, third place points still. Yeah. And Martin's got a, Martin. He's got a big buffer. He's yeah, got a 20 plus I mean, point buffer. And so all Martin has to do is go and be quiet the next two races and finish single digits. And he's probably going to be locked in basically. I'll tell you what else he's got. He's got an attitude. He's probably pissed off. I yeah. Would be. Yeah. I mean, I, and honestly, that's probably more dangerous you know, if he can keep that attitude that he's, you know, the best and going to win it outright like that, that's that's a good attitude to have. But, I mean, if you put the shoe on the other foot, what's Martin do if he's in that situation? If he knows he's not point, points, you know, doesn't have that buffer, what's Martin do? Yeah. What's anybody do? What do you do? I do the same thing. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't have done it any differently than racing the guy side by side off the corner. I would win at all costs. That's that's kind of my thinking on I it. I would win at all costs. Especially like what three two races until the final four like championship this locks yeah. you in the championship yeah. you know it, it puts you in the we're double. not very good at phoenix either it puts you in the multiple so. win column uh i mean for me that is the biggest win of joey logano's career yes i realize he has a daytona 500 but i'm telling you that particular win launches him into the opportunity to be a champion so at this moment that's the biggest win of his career for me because that one can make you a champion. All right. Well, that will lead into our next one. Truex says Logano won't win the championship. Spot well, then maybe on. it's not his biggest win. <laughs> <laughs> hey, spot on for what Martin's saying. I mean, the thing is, though, man, if you're going to say it, you better back it up. Don't threaten me with a good time. So uh, if, if you're going to if you're going to win the win the War of Words game, World of Words game, like, man, don't. Don't say it if you ain't going to do it. Now everybody's going to sit here and go, oh, when are you going to get him? And then if you don't ever get him, then, well. I'll talk. But I, I'll the talk. rest of it, the next sentence was Martin said he's just going to win it. You know what I mean? He didn't say he was going to do anything. to. Yeah, he out. just said he's going to win the championship and okay, show everybody. So he's just saying he's motivated and he's going to win. That's, ba- that's the way I took it. He didn't He didn't say it like. I'm going to wreck you. <clears throat> he didn't say he was going to wreck him. Right. He just said I'm gonna. he's not going to win it. I'm going to win it. Well, regardless, so, there you go. I mean, you still got to back it up. So so now, obviously, it's kind of controversial because you don't know. Some people have their opinion of Martin being in the right, Joey being well, in the right. Well, that tells me right there already that, like, Martin already knows that he's pretty comfortably locked in. Like, he's mm-hmm. got a good shot already going to home. He's already planning on being a homestead. He's counting his chickens right here. So that's what I'm saying. Like, he knows that he's got a – we didn't have – we you don't have that. Going into that race, we didn't have this buffer. We talked about this on the last week's show. Those guys had – a big lead already 
and they're they're relaxed about it. You know what I mean? And we weren't like that. Were you? No, heck, we're no, not man. like that at all. And no, this we we're is, racing our tails off. Yeah, we're probably racing. too hard at times. Yeah, yeah. So that that, that just tells you that the point systems <laughs> could probably use a little work still because there's two or three of them that are still just relaxed. This and is know all they're going great. There. It's all great for the sport. It, yeah. What, what a great finish. What a great little world words. Like, what, what, does, what a does great NASCAR situation. ever kind of jump in when there's kind of like a controversy there? I don't Do think so. Do they usually like just talk it out or is it if, if they, they let it go? If, and If NASCAR doesn't like what they see, they call both drivers into the hauler. And there have been punches thrown in that hauler before. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there have been multiple drivers that have been called into the hauler to talk it out. And, and I mean, it can get heated, right? I mean, because these guys are being called in because they don't like each other and they're saying things about each other or they're doing things on the racetrack. And and Mike Kelton's in there, who is about a nine foot nine. Oh, so scary. Uh, <laughs> with a He's mustache. a good dude, man. He's, He's awesome. so nice. But next, like, I used to stand next to him in the elevator because he used to work at NASCAR. And I'd be like, Hi, like it's so intimidating, but such he's a nice like, guy. what was that down there? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Who's here? <laughs> yeah, and he plays that intimidating role. Yeah, yeah. but he's science, You know, he yeah. walks slow and he just looks at you, and, and you're like, uh, hey, hey, Mike, what's up? <laughs> hey, Mike. You know, but it, uh, I, that's what happens. They call yeah. you in and they bust your balls, and then you go on with it. I don't think this carries over. I think there's a after the next race. Once you start racing, you start getting refocused on what the real goal is, and. Um, you know, I, this was, this happened last year, but last year was, <laughs> last year was a little more exciting than that. Um, you know, it actually, it actually cost somebody at two people chances at the championship because of a wreck. Yeah. Denny and Chase. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there was actually contact guys not finishing and that, you know, that's different. Joey used up Martin. Joey will race Martin very, very nicely for the next two races to try to let Martin kind of have his way and help him get a point here and do whatever he does there. If, if Joey Logano sees Martin Truex in his mirror, he will get out of the way. And he should because you don't want to keep making it worse and worse and worse. And then you get the homestead and Martin not be in and you be in. And then Martin races you he like killed, a complete yeah. butthole. He doesn't have to wreck you. He can just hang on your door, hang on your door. And all of a sudden, the guy behind you catches you, makes you all three wide and passes both of you. There goes your championship. So Joy Logano is going to spend the next two weeks, if given the opportunity, trying to put a Band-Aid over the discussion yeah. wound. And the other two guys are loving it. Oh, yeah. Because now they're just thinking about, now I only got to beat this one guy. They let these two guys, they're probably going to try to fuel the fire at some point. Yeah. You know, so, and, and one of them's really good at that all Harvey's the time. good at the mind <laughs> so he'll <laughs> So he'll start saying something. Or might You know, those two guys will try to get it going or whatever. But it's an exciting race. I love short track racing. So more short tracks. Spot on, spot off. NASCAR President Steve Phelps said he has no idea what 2020 schedule will look like. TJ. You know, a lot. I think Brett's probably spot off on this because he hates the unknown. Um, to me, this tells me they are they're working on stuff. That to me, that's spot on. To me, they're listening. This is the opportunity that we're gonna have to to what we've always said is mix it up. Now, now we got some opportunity to change some things around. Maybe now they're looking at that stuff, and maybe there will be okay. Maybe Homestead is not going to be the final race. Maybe we're gonna have a couple road courses in the chase. Maybe we're going to Melbourne, or uh, maybe we're going to uh, Surface Paradise. But you know, I'm hoping for more short tracks and a little bit, bo- little bit more of a mixed-up chase area where it doesn't cater to certain drivers more, especially yeah. at Homestead. It's ironic that this statement comes out because we just said on the show a week or two ago 
that we we hear 2020 is going to be a potential big shakeup as far as the schedule and and race distances and all kind of stuff, right? And then he comes out with a statement that says he's the president of NASCAR. We're 14 months away from the 2020 schedule, and he says, "I don't know." <laughs> How can you not know? Are I you mean, lying? He, you because know, it, he he knows. They there's know, talks. They, there's they, conversations. Yes, yeah, obviously, on. but he's just obviously not ready to talk about it yet. Well, then say. Man, there's a lot of opportunity for us to really get creative in 2020 and have a fu- have a great schedule for fans. I I don't understand. Well, maybe he said that, and then the person that wrote the article just decided to take that part. I'm okay, Casey. So my job is to comment on what you said, and you said NASCAR Steve President Steve Phelps said he has no idea what the 2020 schedule looks like. So if you're going to put words in his mouth, put them in your statement on a little sheet of paper. I'm telling you, based on what I read, how can this guy not know what 2020 looks like? Spot off. Spot on because obviously they're looking at things and trying to make it more interesting and uh, <laughs> can't wait for it. First of all, producer <laughs> Jason made this script. <laughs> After Second, Brett sent us the topic. Yes. I didn't see the topic. I seen the article Second, to read to make you smarter. The article does, I mean, they have conversations going on. That doesn't mean they have no idea, like they're not even trying. That means they're working on it. That there's potential to go to the gateway. There's potential to go to all so these other tracks. So he didn't say we have no idea. He wasn't I mean, he might have, he might. I'm asking you. I did not read the article, so I don't it know. Might have, it was more of a, we have no idea, meaning the opportunities are endless, is the way I took it. Producer Josh over here doesn't know anything hey, either. My name's oh, Jason. my bad. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Sorry. I forgot. Whatever. I think 2020 will be interesting. I'm curious yeah. to see if they shorten the schedule, maybe. Oh, are you bit? hinting? No. No, uh-huh. not uh-huh. hinting. I have no idea. <laughs> I am selfishly hoping because you I feel no like... You have no idea either. You should, you no should go idea. work with Steve. <laughs> it's the No, no idea. idea Club. <laughs> no idea. I have no clue what's going on there. I but. just am of the belief that we have an opportunity to make a... I mean, you're making a statement about 2020, which isn't mm-hmm. that far away. It's only 40 races until we're racing in 2020. And they usually announce the schedule pretty early. But you have an opportunity to make a statement with some positivity and some some opportunistic comments I think that's coming. And you say, yeah. I have no idea. But, I think somebody. But, but now you got to overcome so the no idea. Like, so it's this worded is your no wrong. Idea okay, it's worded wrong. But to me, that that, that that statement that you're saying is coming down. It's coming at times. When Elliot Sadler is in a situation as his manager, it is my job to sit him down and say, hey, you may get asked these questions. How are we going to respond? And then we talk about those responses. He knew. Somebody knew. I hope somebody downtown in that office knew that this question might come because 2020 is close and you have an opportunity here to say something really, really good. And you just told me that he said he has no idea when we know that he does have an idea. So, man, give us some momentum. Give us something to eat. Give us an appetizer. Don't have, tell us that, that the kitchen's closed. You hungry? <laughs> Still hungry? Still hungry. What'd Thirsty. you eat? Thirsty, What'd you dog? eat? What I eat when I got home last night? Oh, you wait until you got home? Yeah, dog. Uh-huh. I didn't know what I've, I'm trying to eat better. So I waited until I got home. I got me a salad with a, a grilled chicken, with buffalo grilled chicken. Yeah, it was awesome. I actually had a buffalo chicken wrap from the fresh market. That's good. I know. I got it the other day and it was still yeah. in there. And I'm like, thank God that thing's still in there. I love fresh market. Yeah. I, I get that pineapple chicken salad thing. Yeah. yeah. I like, They make a lot of fresh, good stuff there. So <laughs> It's called the fresh market. Yeah, it's fresh. <laughs> this is what fresh. I deal with weekly. Your dad. 
What made y'all talk about food? <laughs> TJ brought it up. Amen. Well, you said you were hungry. I said, I said we wanted an appetizer, and we got told the kitchen's closed. There's just a lot of restaurants on the way to the track, and I didn't know if he stopped and got some. It's all Wendy's and Bojangles. And there's a Subway. Man, I'm trying not to eat bread like that, though. Oh. My doctor told me to only eat whole grain bread, that white bread is bad for you. It is whole wheat. Whole I still grain. eat it. If you have grains in it, it's good. I mean, I still eat it. Well, you're skinny. I'm fat. No, you're not. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Ally Financial to sponsor Jimmy Johnson full-time starting in 2019. Spot on, spot off, Brett. Spot on. We needed some good sponsorship news. You know, I mean, you got the returning champion, Martin Truex, losing a big sponsor in five hours. You had Jimmy Johnson, seven-time champion, losing a long-time sponsor with Lowe's. We needed we needed sponsorship. And, and what I was yeah. told is this is a GMAC kind of a kind of kind of company so basically they do auto financing we all know rick hendrick owns a lot of automobile dealerships one of the more successful people in that business in america so this is this is great news for our sport great news for jimmy this gives jimmy the opportunity to go race for two more years through 2020 Mm -hmm. which i think is what his contracts through and and i think we all want to it's a great story every year if jimmy johnson is fast that he's going for eight the most championships in history obviously kevin meandering coming out of the shop to go chase that with him kevin uh I think was in Martinsville. I think I saw him running around there. So maybe he's trying to get a head start on that relationship and seeing what he can learn. And I don't think there's ever a bad thing when you see a sponsor is being added to our sport. Yeah, I don't. It's always a good thing. Uh, Spot on for them. Multi-year deal. Uh, Big, you know, big name, big car. Uh, Everything's good about that. Should be cool. Deer issues on the way to and from Martinsville. TJ, what happened? <laughs> so on the way home, apparently in the morning, uh, reporter um, Bob Parker. Yeah, Bob Parker hits hits a deer and who has great hair. By he the has way. great hair. I, I do and not. Great I need a, I need a haircut too. so bad. You actually need his hair. <laughs> if you ain't got a perm, your hair would look kind of like his hair. He's got that natural locks, you know, the curls. Yeah, and stuff. he's. You can't. You, that's natural. You can't mimic you can't, that. You can't mimic Maybe that. Maybe he used some great shampoo. We should ask him. Yeah. yeah. Like Anyway, Bob anyway, smokes a beer. Yeah, Bob destroys one. And then on the way home, um, so I'm riding with a few other guys, and and the car in front of us, black, this deer jumps the guardrail in the median and lands. As it's landing, it gets nailed. And there is parts flying, bumpers flying off that car. Um Steam. I mean, it was. It looked like it looked like everybody went out in the corner of Martin's and checked up, and the fifth guy in line didn't get the message, and it knocked everything out of the off the uh, front end. So uh, there's debris flying everywhere. Um, Eddie did a Eddie DeHunt did a did a great job of um, slaloming. Were y'all just of, screaming, or were y'all just watching? Because he had two uh, spotters uh, in the car with him. Yeah. I looked. Check him. Check him. I looked up, and by that point, I thought we were. There was so much swerving. I thought we were going off road. Like I, we, I was already getting ready to. I was hanging on because there wasn't any spotting needed to be done at that point. It was going to be a drop the window net if you're all right type yeah. deal. So yeah. we make it through. The, the guy got off the road. No uh, accidents happened behind it. Luckily. Um, so, but yeah, it's it was an interesting tense moment. Spot on for the driver because yeah. the worst thing you can do is swerve to miss the deer because then. You can die. If you hit the deer, you're not going to die. Yeah. The deer's going to die, and your Spot car's going to be total. The deer. Tough <laughs> Shoot the deer, and the deer wouldn't have been running across the road. This is why we need deer hunters, Casey. No, no. The best thing you can do after you hit a deer is jump out and cut the back strap out and go home and fry up some deer meat. 
Mm-mm. That's the best thing can happen. Glad you're here to support this. Yeah. We definitely need hunters to take the. If you hit a deer, you're going to be on this side. If we don't do this, there's going to be so many deer. We're going to be blasting deer all the time. But Bambi, they're so cute. <laughs> they're so good to eat. Also, oh, oh give me that. They're terrible. Give me some. That is disgusting. Oh, man, give me some. We'll cook some best deer. Man. I'm not a big hunter, but I I understand that there is a need to control it, and they're not close to being endangered. So, so here's the reality. Deer are in rut this time of year. It starts getting cooler. They start wanting to reproduce. They start chasing females. Everybody gets real dumb. Sounds like, like the a, world right now. It's like a bunch of <laughs> guys. Like, it's like so a he's bunch of guys way, in the uh, club at midnight, right? <laughs> yeah. So let me just tell y'all, when you're driving down these roads, man, you got to be paying attention. But don't swerve yes. to miss the deer and run off the road and hit a tree and hit a ditch and start flipping. If you can't successfully just barely move over and miss the deer, hit the damn deer. And yeah. if you don't have insurance, get some damn insurance. <laughs> it's going to be worse. If you swerve off the road. Running 70 miles an hour. Running, it, I mean, 50 miles an hour. If you swerve off the road and you start rolling over, it's going to be worse than you center punching that deer. Jason, have you ever been told to hit the deer? Uh, now yeah. you know. Yeah. No, hey. we grew up where I grew up. There was deer all the place. So you got Hit the deer. Pow. Sorry, bud. Hope you're all right. Yeah. Poor Bambi. I've seen a deer literally jump over a car. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They can jump. Remember the wider is better Pontiac Grand Prix mm-hmm. that came out and they had the Richard Petty edition? Oh, yeah. This would have probably been like 95. Four maybe 95 mm-hmm. and i was following my buddy jason and we're driving down the road we've been playing basketball and a deer came out and jumped over his car because deer are crazy man they can jump they can run yeah. so man it was uh just just hit the deer people don't hit, hit the, the deer don't hit jelly the told don't us a story deer. uh meyer told a story last night that a deer i got a car hit a deer and it jumped, and it went through the windshield, and it, through the windshield on the way in there, it ended up breaking its back. Oh. So it was sitting in the passenger seat alive. Oh. That's when you take your knife out and you stab it. No, it wasn't moving. Like, it couldn't no. move. Like, it was just sitting there looking Why around. Why would you want to do no. that? No. So what you so, want to accomplish? So Elliot's airport is in Emporia, Virginia, and we would used to have to come in and turn all the lights on at the airport, which the pilots can do from the cockpit, and we would circle the airport to make sure there were no deer on the runway before we would land because hitting a deer with an airplane is completely different than hitting it with a car. Oh, my god! We would literally come through there and make sure there were no deer this time of year, you know, because the thing is all summer they've had all the food they wanted. Now their food supply in the woods is starting to die out. They're coming out. They're looking for food, and they're looking for some other fun things to do, and then bam. There they are. So. Stay in the forest. Y'all look here. out for deer out there. Mm-hmm. All right, let's take a break. This is your Exalta Race Center update. I'm Matthew Dillner. Sunday, the Cup Series provided fans with a barn burner at Virginia's Martinsville Speedway. Martin Truex Jr. and Joey Logano battled door-to-door in the last handful of laps. The two made contact on the final corner and traded paint across the finish line with Logano taking the dramatic win. The W locks the Connecticut native into the Final Four Championship weekend in Miami. Kyle Busch's fourth-place effort keeps him 21 points to the good on second-place Martin Truex Jr. in the playoff standings, with Kevin Harvick in third. On Saturday, Johnny Sauter got out the broom and swept the stages and took the win in the Truck Series race at Martinsville. The dominating victory puts the 2016 Series champion into the Final Four in Homestead. Saddle up. This week, all three of NASCAR's Big Three Series gallop into Texas Motor Speedway for a Friday, Saturday, Sunday throwdown. This has been your Exalta Race Center update. Exalta is the official paint partner of NASCAR, developing, manufacturing, and supplying coatings to all types of vehicles and industrial applications. For more on our great partner, Exalta, 
please visit ExaltaCS.com. At One Main Financial, we believe in the importance of community. That means partnering with our neighbors to reach common goals, lending a hand when it matters most, and commitment to our neighborhoods. Community isn't just where you are. It's where you make a difference. One Main Financial, not just in the neighborhood, but part of your community. Providing personal loan solutions and one-on-one local service. One Main Financial, your needs, your goals, your dreams. Offer subject to restrictions and requirements of the licensee. For licensing information, visit our website or call us. Okay, we are back. Let's head in the fast lane where I'll give these guys 30 seconds to respond to these questions. The worst. That's a that's more like a sheep. <laughs> no, that's what that's what deer did. That, when they hurt. That's a goat. That's a goat. No, that's bad. Not bad. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, an article published last week discussed that there are no female spotters. Has there been a female spotter? Before in NASCAR, and how could a female rise to the role as a cup spotter? TJ. Uh, there's been plenty, uh, a handful of them. Um, there's, there's, honestly, there's almost been one every year except for the last couple of years. There's always been, um, how many do you think? Maybe four or five total? Like, I mean, that, that's. So, so I saw this article about the need for no, for female spotters and the fact that there are none. And I really appreciate this lady, first of all, for looking at our profession and, and admiring it. Um, I would love to meet this, this lady at our next race, but there are a lot of female spotters. There have been a lot mm-hmm. of female spotters at the cup level. Unfortunately, uh, whenever you've came to the racetrack, this particular lady didn't see any females, but we've had Donna LePage on the roof mm-hmm. as a cup spotter. We've had Mike Garvey who no longer runs cup, but a, a very accomplished what ASA racer. What was yeah. he good at? Hooters cup. Mike Harvey was ASA. Mike, yeah. So he was really good at that. He, when he got, he ran some cup races with us. He had a female spotter, um, Denise. Yeah. Harmon. Denise Harmon, Mike Harmon's sister. Been up there a lot. Has, has been up there a, a long time. Yeah. And, and she spotted multiple series and, and has spotted uh, uh, Julie Stefanik, who's Mike Stefanik's uh, wife spots for him. Could you imagine spotting for your husband? He's a nine time touring series champion. Yeah, uh, you got Bubba Pollard. His sister spots for him. There's no way in hell I would let my sister ever spot for me. Kenzie <laughs> Rustin, a former driver, she is spotted for Daniel mm-hmm. Hemrick. So while I appreciate this lady's uh, viewpoint of the article, um, there have been female spotters, maybe just not highlighted, as and much. and and maybe she just didn't realize that. And I hope she'll listen to this show, or somebody will point her in yeah. the direction of this show, or send her this particular comment, so she can realize that there have been female spotters, and and uh, there still will be. And and I would love to have just me up there and thirty nine female spotters. <laughs> that would be ideal. Monster <laughs> girls turn spotters. Ding. Hey, maybe not you need that. a ding on that yes. one. Yeah. Me and thirty nine <laughs> monster girls spotting. That, that was would a be idea. the best race ever. Mom would be so mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Do you have the show every week? I don't week? know if you know this, but mom don't care anymore. <laughs> yes, she does. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was the end of that topic. Yeah. We need to go next one. Oh right. <laughs> <laughs> the Racing Wives TV show on CMT released a trailer this week ahead of its debut in January. Would you let your significant other be part of the show? <laughs> who's who's got to go first? You. Thank God. Hey, no way in <laughs> hell no. I would let my wife, girlfriend, 
I don't know. Whoever. No. Yeah. Hell no, I wouldn't let them do this show. What? I don't know what we're going to gain from this, man, because based on that promo that I saw, it's a lot of big houses and private jets. And, man, I'm telling you all right now, that's not what this industry no. is for the majority of us. We're, we're pretty normal people. Yeah, these drivers make a lot of money, and, and those – you know, 20, 25 guys are very wealthy. They deserve it. They're putting their life on the line. They're garnering a lot of attention for, for corporate partners, man. But I, I, I don't – I would never want to take well, – what are, what are they trying to accomplish? What are they trying to do? Monetize? Be famous? I don't know. This is a, a very small group. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there's nothing wrong. That's the way they want to be. That's I got nothing wrong. But this, this isn't what it's like. This isn't what it's like majority of the time. I mean, this is not – like it's just not what it is um i don't know it's just would you let tamla do it no i <laughs> know <laughs> not well, I, honestly if it was a if it was a group of you know of regular just I, I wouldn't care if it was but not like this isn't this isn't the life this isn't what <laughs> this isn't real world for most for 99% uh, yes, of the garage that this isn't real world for most of us so but it, and i i hope that's what it's fine for them. They enjoy it. They have a lot of fun. Sure. Um, but this just isn't real world. Casey Hames. Chad Boat is a race car driver. Ooh, you're about to be a driver's wife. You're about to be a driver's wife. Yep. If if this show came to, to Casey Hames and Chad Boat and they said, don't get ahead of me right here now. You got to listen to my question. She's shaking her if head. If they came to you and Chad and they said, Casey, we love you. You're beautiful. You would be an awesome TV personality. And then they look at Chad and they say, Chad, will you let Casey do it? What would his answer be? So he would... Because if he were to tell me like I can't do something, um, I don't okay, think that let me, would let work me re- out. Let me rephrase it. I would tell you no. Just so you, you know. damn right, I tell you. <laughs> no. I'm sorry, I would tell you no. But that's cool, man. That's cool. There's a way that like you can make sure that whatever is portrayed the way it is. I mean, that's a. So you're saying it's fake? No, I'm just saying <laughs> like you can make sure if something happens while they're filming. Well, here's the thing: you're talking about editorial rights, and, and yeah. you're talking about quality control. But here's the thing, Casey, like this has to go on TV and it has to be entertaining and it has to sell. Otherwise, it flops. So there's going to be some manufactured drama here. And I don't care what they do with this show. That's not my question. My question is, if I went to you and Chad and I made this case and I said, Chad, will you let Casey do it? What would Chad's answer be? I think he'd let me do it, but I don't know that I would do it. Because I'm just like I keep like. So we'll just tweet him then, since you don't really give us a yeah. good clear. Yeah, answer. I don't know. I never really asked him. Okay, we'll get back to us next week. <laughs> yeah, we'll ask. I don't know if you love me or not. I wouldn't let Jovi do this show if I were her dad. Racing kids. Well, I am her dad. Racing kids. Would no, be a I'm great not talking show. about racing kids. I'm saying later in life when she marries Andrew, and oh my she's, God. she's 40 years old, and I'm 65, <laughs> and they come to her and go, "Jovi, you're beautiful. We want you to do this show." Dad's going to call and say, "No, you're not. You're not doing this show. This isn't for you." But I could be famous. Oh, that's exactly that's exactly uh, right. You could be famous. She hit the <laughs> nail on the head. Yep, yep. Did you see the uh, tweet from Amy Earnhardt and? Uh, and Chrissy Newman and all oh, the and girls Laura there and the real? real racing wives. Yeah, I was like, whoa, that's gonna be the drama. Whoa, 
Well, here's the thing. The backstory is they went to a lot of these people and asked them to do it. Mm -hmm. And they declined. And a lot of people said, nah. So, anyway. (laughs) I wish y'all could see TJ's face right now. So thrilled. (laughs) Next. (laughs) Ding. Uh, Logano entered Martinsville below the cutoff line and won to secure a spot in Homestead. Who among the four drivers below the cutoff line has the best shot to win Texas in advance? You've got Kurt Busch, Elliott, Boyer, and Almirola. TJ. Man, you know, uh, this is a tough one because Almirola was... He's been he's been pretty quick lately, but short tracks are kind of his area, and he didn't really – I didn't see much yesterday, so um, he's not going to be my pick. I think my pick is going to be Kurt uh, – I think Kurt Busch. I, I look at this as track by track, and when I look at Texas, I, I think that probably of this guys on the list that, that Chase Elliott and Amarola – have been the fastest at the mile and a half of the four guys on this list. So, you know, Amarola went out and, and had Dover uh, pretty much won until a late caution, ran really well at Chicago, ran well at Kansas, obviously. Uh, so for me, I'd say Amarola or Chase Elliott could win Texas. And then Phoenix, we all know how good Kevin Harvick is, but he's not on this list. So I got to say being teammates with Kevin, being one of uh, Clint's favorite tracks, that that would be a place that Clint could win. Yeah, it, it's just going to – I know – you know which guys are going to be fast. To me, Kurt's been kind of sitting there. He's been consistently fast, consistently quiet too. Um, he's also been quiet about what he's doing next year. And at some yeah, point, yeah, that tends to bite you in the butt. But you know what, TJ? Maybe him being quiet was a better play because if we knew what he was going to do, yeah, it might have already screwed him up. There's something, there's something to this because if he – there's obviously some factors that are waiting to be played out here. Um, because otherwise we would have the we would have an announcement. We would know, you know, people would start. You you would just know things would fall, start falling into place. But I think Kurt, you know, is kind of out to prove something a little bit still. So um, I'm rolling with Kurt. Hi, hi, Casey. Still your show, right? <laughs> I know. I was. Making what are you sure doing on your like... phone? Ordering wedding invitations? I mean, that should be. Uh, what was it? You I was making. Sorry, I was making was sure it? there was nothing you wanted to add. You just kind of like cut it off. He didn't cut it off. You were reading something on your yeah. phone. Yeah, what was that you had up there? You were you were, you were asking Chad about the show. <laughs> yeah. You were asking Chad uh, Boat if you could be added to the show, the Real Racing Wives, starting next year. I don't know if he'd say yes. Or Season not. two. Ask. Let's text him and ask him mm. since you're playing on your phone anyway. Yeah. Off the wall topic. You sound like a teacher. <laughs> uh, with Halloween this week, what are some of your favorite Halloween memories as a kid? And second question, what are you dressing up as? Well, I think we just heard that Brett's going to be Mario. <laughs> yeah, Bodie, my little boy, always gets to pick what I am. And last year he made me be Robin. So he was the Lego Batman, which I thought he looked awesome, and I was Robin. And last night I came home, and he had bought me uh, the Mario and Luigi suit. So I'm Mario. <laughs> And he's Luigi, and he looks super cute, and I look super fat. <laughs> so, uh, favorite Halloween memories, man. I actually have a, a special needs cousin named Lydia Kiker. And Lydia was a lot older than I, I am. And, uh, you know, as I kind of got to Jovi's age, 10, 11, 12, and kind of got out of Halloween, Lydia would still get really super excited, even though she was older. So, I would always dress up, and we'd go get in my sister's car and ride around with my cousin Lou and go trick-or-treating with Lydia. And, man, that was uh, that's definitely my favorite Halloween memories. I, I'm I'm showing that I have a soft side right now. I feel vulnerable. I think the um, 
the girls are going to be the Incredibles. Oh, cool. Um, but I, however, do not have an Incredibles outfit. Why? So not yet. Got a couple well, of days. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> um, what we normally do is take Stella for a little bit, and she'll have to go back early, obviously. And then me and Malin, we go to the neighborhood next door. We got some friends over there, and there's it's literally a house. It's a block party, basically, in the whole development. That's so, fun. Yeah, it's a pretty good time, and you can kids can get a lot of candy. So I'll take Malin, and we'll, we'll walk the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but it's pretty fun. Joby, is Halloween your favorite holiday? I absolutely hate Halloween. Why? Because there's no reason to celebrate it. It's terrible. It's boring. And you just walk around the whole time. Are you uh, not dressing up? Well, I am. I'm putting on like a onesie that I got last year for Christmas. And I'll be it. Fun. I'm being like, a deer. Do you not like candy? No, I like candy. But I don't like Halloween. She's it's, an old soul. And it's scary. She's it's wimpy. Ridiculous. I know. You sound like a grandma. She is a grandma. She's an 11-year-old grandma. I am not a grandma. Last time I checked, I'm 11 years old. You are. Going on 65. <laughs> You're 11. She's going to... So our neighborhood does it up really fun, though, right? Yeah. Our neighborhood's fun. So last year, there's like a little haunted trail that they do, and it's in between houses, and we're walking, and these two boys oh. uh, who are in teen... They're probably teenagers, right? But they're dressed in this really cool leafy camo, and they're laying on the ground. I didn't see them. <laughs> and they would jump out, and they would scare you. And it was the scariest thing. pretty cool. I almost punched them in the mouth. Like, <laughs> just scared the shit out of me. So, I mean, it's... Uh, but our neighborhood, man, it's fun. Like, you'll go trick-or-treating, and you'll get to a house, and they might have wine. They'll they give the kids... houses. They'll give the kids Tic Tacs or something, whatever kids eat these days, and then they'll give the adults some, some wine, so... Does, I like that kind of trick. I like that kind of trick or treating for yeah, sure. Yeah. What are you dressing up as, Jason? I don't do Halloween. I don't really like it either. Oh god! Oh, somebody really? agrees with me. For there has to be yeah. like a like college party or something. It probably is. So you're not dressing up. I don't like Halloween. You're I, not going to a college Halloween party. <laughs> I'm not. I hate Halloween. I've never liked Halloween. You, well, you are a disgrace. I'm sorry. You are. I've watched Hocus Pocus like five times already. That might be the worst thing I've ever heard. I'm sorry. Never been a fan. Have you not Love seen it. what these parties look like? Yeah, I've seen plenty of Snapchats this week from Halloween parties. Yeah, so... I'll update you next week. So... <laughs> Send us some pictures from Halloween party. Jeez, Jason. Go for them, apparently. No, you're, yes. you're only going to have this opportunity one time. I know, man. And it's Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's still in college for what another year. What are you going to be, Casey? So uh, Chad's family dresses up. They have a theme every year. Two years ago, it was superheroes, and they all dressed up in different superheroes. Last year, it was Disney characters, and I was Jasmine, and Chad was Aladdin. Okay. This year, he looks like a rug rider. Yeah, I like that. Did he have, yeah. a, did he have a lamp? Yes, we did have a lamp. Did you rub it? I don't really know if I should take that appropriately. I did. I'm just saying, did it give you wishes? I mean, that's what happens when you rub the lamp. Yes. The genie comes Aladdin, out. hello. It gives you three wishes. The genie is the true. coolest character there is in the this story. This is true. Um, we did have a lamp. This year, we are doing our decade. We're doing decades. So each group of Chad's family has a different decade. And we are the 70s. Oh. So just stay tuned mm. for pictures. So yeah. you're going to Woodstock. That was the 70s, right? Basically. Yeah, peace and stuff. You're going to have bell bottoms. Yep. Yeah. So they just like 10 of y'all get together or do y'all go somewhere? Oh, fun? yeah. It's Chad's family. So like he has nephews that are really small. So okay. they love Halloween. Yeah. Um, And so every like, I think Chad's three sisters, they all have a different decade with their significant others okay. and nephews. And then Chad's parents dress up. So it's like a bit like they love Halloween. They're okay. 
always decorated and the neighborhood's actually pretty uh, his fun. His sisters are pretty cute. Yeah. Soccer player. That's your sister. That's my sister. Yeah. So I have this Halloween. Did I ever, did I tell you I got this? Oh. I got this mat this this like clown that has his, has a hand up like this and it suction cups through your window and you can't tell and he's going like that mm-hmm. and he has a his hands up here and his finger has a little like plastic point on it and it's motion censored and when you walk in and turn the light on it goes and it taps on the window and uh yeah it's that's cool so i set it up last year i bought it off amazon i killed you yeah oh she was not happy so uh i'm actually getting ready to to set it up here real soon you should honestly set it up at the shop or something like that would be a really good prank it has like you put it outside on a door, and when yeah. it, and it seriously, it looks like you can't see, and it has like a you can see the top of it's like draped down a little bit, and it looks like a purse, like and it's just sitting there, and it's a side like a real head, it's like, and you're just like, oh my gosh, yeah. I love Halloween, not gonna lie, love it. I might not be alive next week, so probably not. You know what I've realized is every freaking holiday that they make is made to sell candy. Valentine's Day. Let's mm-hmm. sell some candy. Easter. Christmas Easter. is present. Let's sell so. some more candy. Accurate. Halloween. Let's really sell some candy. Like every every freaking holiday is candy fest. Except Thanksgiving. Well, then you sell turkey. Just food. That's the only time of the year people buy turkey. Christmas <laughs> is more present. Nobody buys a turkey all year until Thanksgiving. I don't like Everybody turkey. buys a turkey. Oh, I love Thanksgiving. I don't like turkey. Makes- I- really? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh like it's so good. Oh, I, good, I used yeah. to want to have a Thanksgiving feast for my birthday. I love Thanksgiving. <laughs> I love my mama's dressing. My mama <laughs> makes the best dressing. It's so oh, good. You're making me hungry. It's so good. I'll be at a racetrack for Thanksgiving, so eat a corn dog again. It's usually how it works now. <laughs> that's awesome. So it's similar to this, but oh, it, actually, that's scary. it actually has a finger that taps on the window. Like it, like it moves. It goes until the eyes move. Uh, or like, how does it? I don't think the eyes move. It just has a little, a little <laughs> motion sensor. Yeah, and then when it when it hears it, it Amazon smart plug. I thought that said something else. Plug for a minute. <laughs> Keep going. This show's rolling, Casey. <laughs> okay. Well, ask DVC. First question: A Bauer ninety four was Brad sandbagging or was Joey defending that well? Uh, JK. which part? What he's this was about. coming to the finish, I think, when Brad caught Joey really quick and then stayed behind him. I think him the 78 was a little better right then, and I think I think we held Brad off long enough, and then Brad had his hands with the 78. Um, I think the 78 was the fastest car at the very end. Yeah, Brad ran you down from a straightaway back. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and he, then he caught you, and then he couldn't do anything with you. Yeah, he even told us that he, it was really hard for him to pass, and it was. I mean, that's how it, it is. But That tire was hard. Um, yeah. 78 was was fast at the end and i think once he got you know got by brad it was it was you know game on with 78 so yeah. brad obviously got one he did pass us before that you know it was 60 70 to go something like that he passed us and he was gone he was checked out so um, i don't think brad sandbad i think things just worked out perfectly to give us an opportunity to win Night Farmer 11 or 111 asks, was uh, based on the penalties that Matt Kenseth got for retaliating, is it in Martin's best interest not to retaliate? TJ? I mean, this Martin's pretty comfortably in the chase still right now. Martin goes and has two quiet weekends. Martin's racing a homestead for the championship, and I think most of us here expect him to do that, minus something crazy happening, which could happen and it could change things. Um, but right now, the last thing Martin wants to do is to get into a battle with somebody and take each other out of the 
you don't want to like we're basically making it a two car championship instead of a four car championship. Um, I, I don't think you know. Obviously, they get in people's faces right after the race, and that's heat of the moment stuff. Um, you know, we went across the line side by side, racing for the win. I don't know how. You know, I don't think that's something. Yeah, I mean, is he gonna is he gonna race Joey hard? And we should is is it gonna be probably in our best interest to take care of the next two weeks? Probably, but you know, I don't. I don't see it getting into a huge, yeah, I got to wreck you now. The penalty that Matt Kenseth had handed down, the two-race suspension, was the dumbest penalty I've seen in NASCAR history. I don't, I don't disagree with a penalty more than I disagree with that one. That was, uh, Matt Kenseth was mad. His day was over. His race was over. And he got, got the race at Kansas taken from him by Joey Logano. And Matt retaliated in a very bad way. We all agree that it was bad, but it also was great for the sport. And, I mean, that place went nuts that day when he drove him off into turn one and and wrecked his race car. And then Brian France suspended Matt Kenseth for two weeks. But guess what? We don't see that happen anymore because the guy with a torn-up race car now is done. He doesn't get an opportunity to come back out there and do that because of the new rules that we have with a six-minute clock, VDP, I think is what they call yeah. it. Um, so so I don't think we're going to see Martin. I don't see Martin Truex ever retaliating in a big way. I, I really don't. I think Martin sits on this this week, realizes it has to get back. Martin Truex has to worry about Martin Truex. If he's worrying about Joey Logano when he gets to Texas, he won't see Homestead. He's got to worry about Martin Truex. And I think by Wednesday or Thursday of this week, maybe even already has, he'll realize that. Yeah. And I, I, uh, I mean, I disagree with the penalty uh, like on your part there. I don't think we can have guys. I'm fine with racing hard. But what stemmed that at Martinsville with Matt and Joey before was Joey was trying to pass Matt. Matt actually ran him into the wall a couple times trying to hold him off. And what do you do if that's you? You know, Joey finally had enough of it. He ran him into the wall twice, and Matt was pretty much saying, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get this win and lock myself in. Well, we had another guy saying, you've ran me into the wall twice here. I've had position on you. You've ran me into the wall twice, and I'm not going to take it anymore. To me, they, they would have done the same thing to each other. Would have Matt just been like, okay, you're going to win now. I've tried to get around you. run me into the wall. You're, you can win. No, that's not how it goes. They're both paid to win races, and I don't mind Matt making it really difficult on Joey, sending him up the track. I don't mind him racing him hard for the next whatever amount of races it is. But to I don't ever want to get into a part of the sport where we're just all destroying our cars, taking each other out because of a because of that. To me that's these guys work too many hours. They work too hard on the cars and you know, you never know what can happen in an accident. It doesn't take it doesn't take but one accident to give a guy a concussion or something that can sit, they can park him or, or, or hurt him long-term affect him long-term. So I don't mind him making it hard, bump him, shoot him up the racetrack, whatever you got to do, you feel, but just pile driving our cars into each other. And even at Martin, you can hit hard at Martinsville, Martinsville, you're still going fast and they still hit hard. So to just do that. And you know, I, I don't agree with that, but Jay reckless asks, this is for Brett. Did you cry when you saw Timmy Hill on fire? Timmy Hill, our guy. He tweeted me this morning. He's on the what show every say? week. He tweeted me. He oh, said, yeah? uh, thanks for giving me the bottom yesterday when I caught Clint. Holla. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I think he. Uh, I think we're buddies, <laughs> man. 
Uh, you know, the, the first thing I struggled with <laughs> was watching him uh, have that jack-off moment with Pit Road where he had the jack under his uh, car. Did y'all see that? I did. Yep. So I was like, man, this is great. Here's his 15 minutes of fame. And then he one-upped it by catching on fire. Like when yeah. you think about these words, Timmy Hill is on fire. Literally. <laughs> I'm glad he's all right. He crawled out a, with a lot of athleticism. I know. Oh, yeah. Like I've he never did. seen somebody that skinny move that fast. That was cool. He got out about as fast as winter showed up. He <laughs> <laughs> yeah. went from 70 to 40 in like three days. Yeah. <laughs> we are glad he's okay. And I'm so sorry. I'm sure well, you're tearing I mean, up there. I really feel like Timmy should sit in here one time. Timmy here. We need Do to bring we the have guy him on the show here. one day. Yeah. Sure. I'm not I mean, here next Monday. We talk about him every day, every show. This is true. I don't know why he just, I, he just keeps coming up, you know? Apparently he was thanking you for the bottom. I mean, I, that's I, nice of you to what, do that. The cool thing about Marsville, man, I headed uh, out of Are the Are you truck. scared of him? Is that why you told Clint to move? Clint, let this <laughs> yeah. guy go. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> Clint, yeah. Hey, this guy is not get hit this down. Please let wanna, him go. Clint, I don't want this guy to punch me in the face. <laughs> let him go. And I guess Lloyd spots for him because Lloyd threw his hands up at me. And I'm like, who do you even spot for? And I'm thinking, oh, I guess he spots for the 66. And I'm thinking... <laughs> Man, you ain't got a clue what day it even is. Your race is complete. Yeah, you let Timmy go on the bottom and got the got the thank you signal from the spotter. Yeah, <laughs> Lloyd. That's yeah. nice. You can't absolutely hate Timmy Hill one day and then be like best friends with him the next. That's Timmy not, Hill. He's that's our, not how it works. Timmy's our buddy. Timmy Hill. He might come trick or treating with us. <laughs> you should dress up like Timmy Hill. I should, but I'm fat. It's hard to be. It's hard to pull off skinny. Yeah, you, there ain't really a, there ain't a skinny costume, Casey. That's what we need to invent is a skinny costume. Then I can wear that all the time. Oh, they make like these like little skin tight thingies. Spanx. Just wear Spanx. Spanx. Uh, uh, oh, I'm sure that'd man. be comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Spanx, all right. Oh, anything you guys want to rant about? Uh, you on your phone over there not paying I'm attention. Sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, speaking of on Yeah, phone. you're on your phone too. Yeah, but I'm paying attention. I was paying attention. I was no, letting you, you talk. You were not paying attention. Was she paying attention? Am I in school right now? Yes. What? No, it's a teacher's day. You don't have school today. Thank it's you. a teacher work day. Thank you. Are you going to Texas? I am not going to Texas. Wow. I thought I was, but I don't have to go anymore. Wow. Surprise. Phoenix? Not Phoenix either. So just Homestead for you. Hmm. Yep. I'll have to do, we do a, I like site checks and things for events we have coming up, but yeah. otherwise not, not too bad. And I go to Miami like way early. Yeah. So. Are you working on the banquet already too? All that stuff? Oh yeah. Banquet, um, Champ Tour, going to Universal Studios. Triple header weekends yeah. the rest of the year for NASCAR. Yep. So if you're a race fan, man, this is a great time. What a great time to be a sports fan. You know, baseball yeah. just ended. NBA's fired up. Hockey's fired up. NFL's on. Yeah. We've got triple duty the next three weeks. I'm curious to see what Phoenix looks like now. People should be able to quit their jobs the next three weeks and just watch sports. Take the rest of the month off. Yeah, Christmas ish. should be now instead of in December. I know the city of Buffalo will all be off tomorrow if they beat the Patriots tonight. So that won't happen, cool. so. Oh, yeah. Come out. Yeah. Just go ahead and retire Tom Brady so you can join the, right back down to the level with everybody else. Yeah, Tom Brady could be your quarterback, and y'all still couldn't win. <laughs> he is the biggest bandwagon guy. No, I've <clears throat> always liked Boston teams. I just have You have no association with them. You just like them because they're good. No, my grandparents are from there, yeah. raised on Boston teams. You were born got, when you were born when they signed Tom Brady. So you've always liked Boston teams. Yeah, ever since I just happened to get born yeah. in the right time. Jason yeah. is the only twenty-year-old person that I know in America that's going to skip college Halloween parties. Your assignment is to give TJ yes. and I three really good texts of your favorite Halloween costumes. Yes, uh, they better be girls. 
<laughs> Send them straight to us. Make sure they're all guys. Don't yeah, Snapchat just do them. Just text them. Text them. I'll Instagram message you. I don't, and make sure, put it in the group me chat. I don't look at We're Instagram. We're supposed to teach Brett and teach how to use Instagram. Dylan wants them to share our stuff. Instagram. Yeah, I share it. You're, you guys I are don't post to... on Instagram much. But you can share stuff. So people... I don't even know if you know how to work Instagram. I don't look at Instagram. Can you teach him? No. no. I'm not allowed best. to be on Instagram, Snapchat, or any social media. I just have Pinterest. <laughs> what is wrong Holy with you? Holy cow. She is 65 years old. No, it's not my fault can now. You, it's can you knit? Fault. Are you a hovering parent? I'm a helicopter now. No, I'm not a hovering parent. <laughs> I'm a responsible parent that realizes the dangers of social media in today's world for kids her age. Until she gets a fake one there's and she does it behind your back. There's predators. And oh, yeah, she knows what will happen then. This is not. Uh-huh, that ain't how it happens in my house. There are predators out there, and there are kids our age out there that don't have parents that have any common sense. We don't play in that little platform. Just put it on private. Like, you can have it where nobody can look at yeah. it, except for your friends who you let follow yeah. you. Guess yeah. what? Yeah. You're not getting that either. <laughs> you know what you're setting yourself up for? She's going to go gonna come, retaliate. There's going to come a day when she can have all this. So she's going to be able to look at this dad. At 18, she can do whatever she wants. As long as you let her have a boyfriend, that's a bad day for you. (laughs) It's going to be a bad day. It might. You're going zero to 100. (laughs) Real quick. (laughs) Real fast. Real real quick. Yeah. Chevy knows I love her and I look out for her. Don't I? Mm. (laughs) 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 It depends what it is. Sometimes Mm. you will and sometimes you won't. Oh, interesting. (laughs) All right. It's been a good show. Congratulations to TJ again, last week's winner. Good luck in Homestead, man. I hope I get to join you. It's going to be a hard road yeah. for us, but it's, uh, we're up for the challenge, man. Just got to make fast cars go fast. Thank you, one main. Some luck. Exalto. All right. Thanks Have for joining us. Week, guys. We're out. See you. Holla. You've been listening to Door Bumper Clear, brought to you by One Main. For updates on Elliot Sadler and the number one junior motorsports team, go to OneMainRacing.com. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.